Welcome to the Heartland Community Church Podcast, a podcast designed to help you in your personal spiritual growth. This podcast is part one of the series Hide and Seek by teaching pastor Steve Carter. When I was a kid, there was no game that was more important to me than the game of hide and seek. I would walk into a house and I would begin to observe where could I hide? When I was a kid in our neighborhood, when the, when the sun would go down and the street lights were on, all of us would come out and we would play an epic game of hide and seek. One time, I decided to hide in the back of Mr. Kawaguchi's truck and I was laying flat in the bed of his truck and my friends couldn't find me. They were looking, I could hear them trying to figure out where I was and I was just laying still. And then all of a sudden, I hear some footsteps coming and I'm thinking to myself, oh no, they're gonna find me, they're gonna find me. And then I hear the sound of keys and then the door opens and then all of a sudden the car turns on and then I begin to back up from this driveway and I have to make a decision. Do I scare Mr. Kawaguchi, potentially give him a heart attack or do I just say, let's see where he goes. And so I went on a little adventure as a fifth grader in the back of his truck when he went to the grocery store. I waited there for a few minutes and he came back home and all of my friends could not find me. I was, for a week, the legend of hide and seek. But can I tell you that the first game of hide and seek is found in Genesis chapter three. I know you know this story. This is where the man, the woman, they're told by God not to eat from one tree. But here's the thing. There's this deceiver, this snake, this serpent, this enemy who begins to kind of crafty ways speak and begins to kind of say to the woman, hey, I tell you what, God's holding back. God's holding back. And if you actually eat of this fruit, you're gonna be like him. And that's why he doesn't want you to eat this fruit. Well, the scripture says that the man and the woman, they eat it. And all of a sudden, as they eat it, they realize that they're naked. And more than that, they just feel this sense of shame. I feel this sense of anxiety come over them. Have you ever had one of those moments? One of those moments when you made a decision or you said the first thing that came to your mind and you just wished that you had not said it or that you had not done it and you just felt overwhelmed with that shame and guilt. And what's so incredible is this first man and first woman, they're so human because they're feeling this and they're naked. And so what do they decide to do? They decide to make clothes to try and cover themselves. And then all of a sudden the scriptures say that the man and the woman hear the sound of the Lord walking in the cool of the day and they hear him say, where are you? And the truth is that verse says that the man and the woman went and hid. That's the first game of hide and seek. And here's God seeking after his creation, after they've made a decision that goes directly against what God had asked them. Now, here's the thing. I think in, in all of us, we have a tendency to hide. I think in all of us, it's easier for us to be people who hide than people who seek. It's, it's, it's human nature. 
We know how to do this as kids. Just like I and my neighborhood and everyone would kind of gather around, say, we're gonna play hide and seek. Who wants to be it first? And nobody ever raised their hand because we're good at hiding. You know, the story of Moses begins when he's an adult. It says that he is like literally burying the body of a man he just murdered. The scriptures say, looking this way and that and seeing nobody, the scripture says he's buried the body and hid it in the sand. See, sometimes when we hide, we're trying to cover something up, some kind of shame. But Moses, Moses is like trying to bury something, bury some decision that he's made. Have you ever felt that? You never want to address, you never want to deal with, you almost just want to like hide it and suppress it and hope that nobody ever finds out. There was this guy by the name of Frank Warren. He's this amazing creative person, he lived out in Baltimore. And he decided that he was gonna take postcards, just postcards, walk into coffee shops. And on the postcard, it would literally just say, tell me your secret. Tell me something that you've never told anyone and mail it back to me. And he called it post-secret. And the truth is, hundreds of thousands of people over the last decade have sent him postcards sharing their secrets in profoundly artistic forms. And some of them are silly, like, I never trust a man who wears capris. Uh, some of them are, are kind of bizarre, like in the sense of every time I would mow my neighbor's lawn, I would just literally mow it in a way that it looked like some kind of alien had shown up just to freak my neighbors out. Or someone would have this moment of like pure honesty, something that they had really, really buried. I remember reading one that said, three years down, nine more to go for a crime that I did, that he's paying the time for. I just remember reading this, that someone decided to color a postcard and name something that they had just buried, that they had just hid deep within. Can I ask you a question? What are you covering up? Or maybe a better question when it comes to Moses, what's your secret? What's your secret? You get to the life of Saul, King Saul. And, and the scriptures will say that he was a head taller than every other Jew. He was good looking. He was strong and he was anointed to be king. And on the day that he was actually gonna step into his role as king, they couldn't find him. Why? Because he was hiding in the supplies. He was literally hiding where all the baggage was. It's fascinating. It's like he is actually running from his calling. He's hiding from kind of the calling that God has put on his life. Have you ever experienced that? Where God has whispered something to you? He's prompted you? And all of a sudden he's asking you maybe to reach out to a friend? 
Maybe to actually step out and lead in some ministry area. Maybe it's to open up your home and, and serve as like a leader, a life group leader. Maybe, maybe it's actually he's given you a vision for a new business or a new company or some kind of idea. And you, for some apparent reason, have just pushed that idea down. And you're just like Saul, hiding from you're calling. Or maybe for some of you, you're more like David. You've had seasons where you have just felt so close to God and God has been using you, just literally using you. And everywhere you go, it just seems like you're experiencing his presence. You're experiencing victory. And it just gets a little boring. And so you decide to not show up. The scriptures say that when all the kings went out to war, David decided to stay home. And for some of us, then we hide from our calling like Saul. And some of us, we just get bored. We just get kind of exhausted doing the same routines. And so what do we do? We just kind of step out of what God is asking us to do, step out of our responsibility, step out of our role, step out of our unique position. And we know what happens when David steps out. He finds himself falling into the trap of sexual immorality. Friends, I tell you these stories because every one of us has the tendency to hide. I told you I love the game hide and seek. I grew up and I would go to this small church. It was actually connected to a school. It was preschool to high school. And I remember when I was in seventh grade, we decided to play the game hide and seek. It was raining outside. And so they opened up the, the kind of school and we could go and hide. And I remember I decided to hide in the church auditorium in the sanctuary right next to the baptismal. And so I'm just hiding there. I'm just hiding there. And maybe 15 minutes go by, 30 minutes go by. An hour goes by, hour and a half goes by. And I'm feeling so great. And I'm not, I'm not walking away from this spot. And finally, I can see teachers walking into the sanctuary, kind of searching. You can see that they're panicked. And I feel so good because they can't find me. And then someone begins to walk up the stairs of the sanctuary and I realize, I have one choice, to be found, or maybe I could literally jump the baptismal. And if I can jump the baptismal, then I can maybe hide under the chairs. And so I take one step back and I just run. And midway in the air, as I'm jumping up, I realize I'm not gonna make it. And I go splash into the water. And that was the first time I got baptized, truly. And I literally remember coming out of the water and the principal of the school goes, Carter. And he just came to me and said, what are you doing? And I just said, just playing hide and seek. He's like, where have you been? Right outside the baptismal. And, and, and here's the truth. Because of what I did, they literally banned, high, uh, banned hide and seek from our school. Fast forward, I'm doing an internship at this church and I have the privilege to kind of be with junior hires. And we decided to do a junior high all-nighter. And this is gonna be awesome. 
and we're like giving them sugar and we're giving them like jolt soda and and it's it's awesome we're having a time of teaching and a time of like worship and we're, we're showing some amazing like skate videos and there's this amazing connection when one of the kids goes can we play hide and seek I'm like sure and I know this building I grew up in this building and so all of a sudden these students go and hide and within 15 minutes I found every one of them and I'm feeling good about myself going, I still got it. I still got it. When all of a sudden I see five junior high girls crying and they go, what about Tony? And I realize I haven't found Tony. Now, here's who Tony was. He was like four foot three, but he had already gone through puberty in seventh grade. And this kid had a deep man voice. He was a surfer. He was just a quirky bird and I could not find him. And so I start to think of myself, where, where is he? Where could he be? Where's Tony? And then it hits me. I bet he's in the auditorium. And so I walk through the fellowship hall. I walk through a classroom. I walk down a hallway. I open up the door of the sanctuary. I begin to make my way in and I hear this sound. Oh, buh, 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 buh. I look up at the air conditioning going, did some squirrel get stuck in the air conditioning unit? I begin to walk closer and closer to the stage, and this is what I hear. Oh, buh, 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 and it's getting louder and louder, and it's such a bizarre noise. I get up on the stage, and as I'm walking towards the baptismal, there's Tony with a straw snorkeling in the baptismal. And I look at him, and I'm like, Tony, what are you doing? That's holy water. And I, I find myself like picking him up out of it, the water, and I think to myself, this kid, I had thought he'd gone off to Taco Bell. He's just hiding, just hiding. And here's the truth. Every day, many of us choose to hide. We hide from our calling. We hide in boredom. And we hide and cover stuff up. Or we hide and we bury things so deep within. Here's my question. Where do you hide? Where are you hiding currently? Because if you can't address this, it will hold your life in check. When you get to Matthew chapter six, verse 33, Jesus has some words. And he says this, seek first the kingdom of God. And I love this word seek because in Greek, it's the word zeteo, Z-E-T-E-O. And Zeteo is a second person, present active, imperfect. The present active means it's a continuous action that never ceases. And the second person imperfect means that there's this understanding that it hasn't been completed yet. And so you could literally translate Matthew 6, to say this, seek, continuously seek without ever ceasing the kingdom of God with an understanding that it hasn't yet been fully completed. See, the idea is that in every place that we step, we have to be seeking the presence of God. But if you're like me, it can become so easy to hide from his presence, hide from my calling, hide in a way that just tries to escape what he's asking me to do, hide and bury some pains and hurts deep within, hoping that I never get found out. And the beauty, the beauty 
of the gospel is a God who sent his son to seek after us. And just like we saw in Genesis chapter three, where the first man and the first woman are hiding and God simply says these powerful three words, where are you? He knows where they are. He knows that they're probably hiding behind some trees. He's not asking where their GPS location is. What he's asking is, where are the ones that I created in my image? The truth is, God is gonna be relentlessly seeking after you. And not just after you so that you can make a decision to follow Christ. He's seeking after you so that you can be fully devoted, fully transformed. He is gonna seek after every area of your life that is out of alignment. And for some of us, it's our past. For some of us, it's our trauma. For some of us, it's the stuff that we're covering up. For some of us, it's our escape out of boredom. For some of us, it's us running from our calling. And God's gonna keep seeking after you, trying to get closer and closer and closer to you so that you can actually recognize the most profound place to be is in his presence, is in his presence. And I remember when God found me. I didn't grow up in a Christian home. And I remember these two juniors in high school, they took me under their wing. And I remember Dominic telling me, he kind of opened up this book and he began to just show me verse after verse after verse about how God was trying to get closer and closer and closer to humanity how God was continuously seeking after his creation. He was gonna go after the lost. He was gonna go after those that were hurting. He was gonna go after those that were in pain. He was gonna go after every single person that was hiding from his grace. And here's the beautiful thing. When I opened up my heart and my mind to that, it was like this outpouring of grace. Now, I didn't fully understand it in seventh grade, and I still don't even fully understand it. Because the truth is, every day as I try to align my life with the way of Jesus, I begin to discover some of these places where I'm still hiding. Some of these places that I'm still kind of burying some pain and hurt. But more and more, I still feel God saying, I'm not done with you yet. And you've heard me say this, but I love that Billy Graham's wife's tombstone, Ruth Bell Graham, that's what it says, and right underneath it, it gives the years of her life, and then underneath that, it says, construction completed, thanks for your patience. Because she recognized as she was a piece of work. She recognized that God was pursuing her. God was trying to sanctify her. God was trying to make her whole, holy, and spiritually healthy. But here's the thing. Here's the thing that I've often wondered. Why if he's trying to seek after us and get closer and closer to us, 
Why do I keep hiding? Why do we keep running? Why do we keep just trying to run from his grace? Run from his forgiveness. Run from his peace. Run from the freedom that he's offering. And here's the thing. Here's the thing that I really want you to think about. I really want you to understand, is there some area in your life that you're just trying to cover up? Is there some area in your life that you've just buried that you don't even want to deal with, the pain or the trauma? Is there some area in your life where you are just running away from your calling like Saul? Is there some area of your life like David where you are just trying to escape and you are just staying home and you are just drifting from what God is asking you to do? And maybe, maybe, just Maybe in your living room or in your kitchen, you can literally say, here I am. My daughter and I, <laughs> we play hide and seek because you gotta raise the next generation right. And I wanna pass down the beauty of this game. And so we'll hide in our backyard, we'll hide in our home. And when my daughter can't find me, you know what she says? She says, can I get a tweet tweet? It's the most adorable thing. And so I'm hiding in our house and I'll just say, tweet, tweet. And all of a sudden there she comes and she's listening. She's listening. And the most amazing thing to me is when she finds me and she always just comes up to me and she just gives me this hug. Like, I found you. I found you. Her name's Mercy, which is just so powerful to me. My son kind of came up with that name for her. I remember he came up to us when my wife was six months pregnant and said, we must name this little girl Mercy. And friends, every time she finds me when I'm hiding and she holds me and goes, I found you. I think of the gospel. I think of how God found me. I think of how God found many of you. And every day, I uncover a place where I'm hiding from my calling, hiding in a place that I'm escaping, hiding in something that I'm burying or hiding where I'm trying to cover up and I let mercy and grace take over. It's as if God holds us and says, I found you, I found you. And through my spirit, I wanna make you whole, holy and spiritually healthy. So why would we wanna hide from that? Heartland, why would we wanna run away from that? In a world where we are defined by our performances or our achievements or our position or how much we know or how many people we know, all of that pales in comparison to being loved, to being able to experience grace not based on anything that we did, but because he first loved us. And when you've been wrecked with that kind of grace, that kind of peace, that kind of freedom, then all you wanna do is seek first his kingdom. That's why David could say, better is one day in your courts, Lord. Better is one day in your courts than a thousand elsewhere. Because when I'm in the presence, I feel most connected to me. When I'm in the presence, I feel found. 
When I'm in your presence, I feel seen. When I'm in your presence, I feel free. And our world filled with pain and anxiety and worry and stress, when you're in his presence, it's like one massive exhale that you can just be because he loves you. And the call for every one of us as disciples is to let him see us, but also to seek first his kingdom, to seek it above everything else, to seek after him first and foremost, and to seek to bring others into his kingdom. Where are you hiding? And truly, what are you seeking? Are you seeking more money, more influence, more power? What are you seeking? Or are you seeking God first and seeking after those who've never tasted and seen the goodness of God, the goodness of his grace, the goodness of his peace, the goodness of the church family. And when you can bring people into that, just like Dominic and Nathan did for me, just like someone did for you, it's a game changer. It's a game changer because you know that every other area in life will never ever satisfy. Today, ask yourself, get really honest and human and ask yourself, where are you hiding? And what are you really seeking after? Where are you hiding from the Lord who wants to make you whole, holy, and spiritually healthy? And what are you really seeking? Are you seeking his presence? Are you seeking his kingdom? Are you seeking status and position and success? Because when you do that, you'll find yourself lost. When you seek him, his grace, his peace, his kingdom, and seek after the things that he seeks after, you'll experience your heart being more aligned to what he values. My friends, I've known too many people who've kept secrets. I've known too many people who have hid things from family members, hid things from their closest friends, hid things from their accountability partners. And it's brought so much pain, not just to them, but to those around them. But when they became honest and human, it was like this flood of grace came rushing in. And I want that for me, and I want that for you, Harlan. Let's be the kind of people who don't hide, but open up our hearts, our lives before God and say, God, please make us whole, holy, and spiritually healthy. And let's be the kind of people who seek first his kingdom above anything else and watch what he and only he can do in and through and for and with us. Let's pray. God, thank you. Thank you for this community. Thank you for how you've been moving in this place. And God, I just pray right now for someone who might, might really have a calling on their life, but they have just been running from it. They've been hiding from it. Or someone who 
has experienced some pain, some real pain, maybe betrayal or neglect or abandonment, and they've just stuffed it down. They've never wanted anybody to know. Or maybe they've experienced some kind of choice that they made and they've just literally kind of found themselves moving into a pattern of brokenness and dysfunction and trying to cover up that original pain up. And God, I pray that you would just burst forth right now, wherever they are, so that they can experience your grace and your peace. Let us be the kind of people who seek you continuously without ever ceasing, knowing that the kingdom has not yet been fully established here on earth. Someday it will. But until then, we must still seek you. We love you, Lord. We give you this day. And all God's people said, amen. You've been listening to the Heartland Community Church Podcast with Steve Carter. You can experience the entire service this message came from by going to heartland.cc and clicking on the watch page or on YouTube at Heartland CC Rockford, or you can watch it on the Heartland app. Search Heartland CC in the app store. Thanks for listening. 